Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. The social world has gone wild this past week. Instagram now allows five linking bios. Montana could potentially ban TikTok and Reels gets a new editing feature and analytics metric. Hello and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. My name is Fab. I'm the head teacher at Alt Marketing School. And guess what? I'm not alone today. In fact, we're bringing a special guest to this new segment, which is becoming really popular. And it couldn't be even more popular if we bring Jess with us. Hello, Jess. What up? <laughs> Mic drop and she walks off. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be the contribution for today. Um, we got a lot of things happening this week. So much. Love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm like, come on. It's positive. It's a positive steps, in my opinion. Oh, very, very interesting. I'm actually going to tell us about the first one, because that potentially could be one of the ones you're referring to. Because in a very unsurprising turn of events, Instagram is now allowing creators and other users to add up to five links in their bio. A lot of people already started speculating this was going to happen. But now Instagram has officially spilled the tea. And with so many creators already resorting to creating customized linking bios, it will be interesting to see how small businesses and creators are going to make the most of this feature. What are your thoughts? That's what I want to hear. I absolutely love it. It's a little behind. Obviously, they couldn't come out with all the bells and whistles. So with external landing pages like Linktree, link in bio, and perhaps even snip feed there's milkshake there's so many of them right and a lot of them have for, for, for small businesses and even creatives a feature where you can purchase stuff directly through the app which is fabulous and we all know that less clicks equals a higher chance of you actually making a sale and that's not integrated into these links instagram have added but i love the layout I love how it looks. I love how you can add five. Um, I think what a lot of small businesses and creatives get wrong when they do create a link tree or a link in bio is that they make it really snazzy and exciting with branding. 
when a customer is wanting to buy from you, all they want it to do is look clear. And I really love how you can add a title to the link. So it's not just a long, ugly link. You can have put emojis and call it whatever you want. So I, it's a big two thumbs up from me. <laughs> Double thumbs up, straight on, just in your face. You know what? I, you know what's very interesting as well, though, because I, I feel the same. Plain devil's advocate, though, today on Instagram, lol, I saw a post of somebody actually, allegedly, and I know the, how you feel about talking about, like, sales and numbers, uh, that they double their sales rate by making their link in bio, the page, I guess, is more of a page, snazzier. So that's what that's why I'm kind of interested, because I would be with you. Simpler is better. Can you get people to click? But I kind of wonder whether it, like, she is a she is creating a bespoke and more kind of premium experience and she wanted it to feel more like a mini website. But I am with you. I I prefer simplicity. I prefer to be able to click and know what I'm getting. So I don't know. I was interested because that's literally what I saw this morning. Well, let me tell you my, my personal story. So if you're in a campaign or if you're in a sales period or if you need a cash injection in your business, instead of having multiple links, just have one. Just have one link that takes you directly to the sale because that will double, triple, whatever number you want to say, that can help enhance your sales by giving people less choice. So what I recommend if you're in a campaign period, have just one link and tell people what to do. And in that period, they don't need to read the blog you wrote three years ago. They don't. <laughs> That's what I found really helped me. That's the only strategy I use for links. And I have sold power hours previously through my beautiful snazzy link which had the embedded like the embedded checkout form in it and it's been great for my business but it wasn't it was enough for me to say this is game changing even though there was a sale there I prefer I really like I think I, we're we're team simple over here I am the same and that's what I was thinking as well and I also because you could still argue that if you really don't want to let go of that beautiful crafted page that you created mm. for 15 hours, mm. you could still have that as your main link. I mean, obviously it's a link within a link, which as you said, there is the potential of then too many clicks and you lose people. But if you have something that is very timely, I do like that. Instead of having to go and change your very special page, you know, that has everything. If you have a workshop or something in collaboration or even like a partnership with a brand, that could be a great way to put it in there, even just for a week or for a couple of weeks and then don't have to go and edit your page, go and edit all the things. That I think is also interesting and that could be a great case study for it, how to use it. I'm gonna actually now swing into another platform because trouble is happening in paradise, so to speak. Apparently, there is a bill that passed in Montana that could potentially ban TikTok in the state. So it is happening, as in potentially, there's no more TikTok for Montananas. Um, the bill is currently waiting for the governor's signature and is set to take effect in January. The bill is not only prohibiting TikTok from operating within state lines, but there is also a ban on the Apple Store. And the cherry on top is the potential penalties of $10 a day, actually $10,000, sorry. And not for the users, but for TikTok and the app stores. I found it really interesting because we've read about it in the news for a while. Like TikTok, is it going to get banned? Is it not going to get banned? And I think for a lot of us, we just haven't thought about it because until it happens, you just don't, you just, you know, like whatever. 
but yeah, that's that's a real possibility right now. And I kind of wonder how many creators or how many people that are on TikTok are actually thinking about that and are thinking about whether it's something that they should start putting in the roadmap and kind of like in their purview. Can I tell you what I thought when, when I first heard the bill went through? What? I was like, great, <laughs> less competition. <laughs> Honesty is what gets us through this. <laughs> no, but... It's weird. Did you watch the TikToks of the court case with the CEO just sat there like it's it was so it's hilarious. The judge, one of the one of the people on, on the court, one of the judges was just like didn't understand what TikTok was and he kept saying its name wrong and he kept saying what, what the app was and the saying it he thought it was stealing all of his data and the CEO just there like we we can't like we have no capability of doing that. <laughs> like he was just very uneducated and then it just seemed like such a silly build pass the whole thing for gen z on tiktok especially a lot of people reposting it and talking about how funny it was but it's 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 scary i guess for the small business owner because you realize how much power your how much responsibility the apps have to your business in general and just as a rule of thumb for everybody we should be on we should be getting our users off app as much as possible. Doing the freebies, direct them to your email list, get that data from the app, get people invested in you so much so that they go to your mailing list, go to your website, go to your blog, because we have no control over these things. And I think this bill has just proved it even more. You know, what's going to be interesting as well, I love everything you said. I'm also thinking about the marketers because that's the other thing. You also have to think about, let's say, whether you are a marketing consultant or part of a marketing agency, but it's a different level of complexity. If you are a marketing agency and you specialize on social media and you do have a number of set of clients that you heavily kind of support on TikTok, that is also something you need to start thinking about because then you're not just talking about your presence, as you say, you're also talking about you know, literally your job and your work. And I, I feel that some uh, some of us do that little like ostrich thing, hand in the sand, cute little ostrich, uh, that face, the ostrich face. And then you kind of forget that it's important for us to just have an idea. And as you say, then think about what would be the best solution for me based on how the app is supporting me or how I'm using it. Don't be an ostrich, even if we love ostriches. We are friends of ostriches in this podcast and we love them. But yeah, just, you know, keep that in mind. Before we get actually to hear from you, what is one, something that caught your eye, which I love, by the way, we have a very special guest teacher today and Dave, and Dave is going to share with us a very powerful way to simplify messaging and communication as well, which is going to be super interesting. I love his point of view. Uh, If you don't know him, he has worked in the creative industry for over 25 years. He actually was a graphic designer and created his first agency in 2006, so quite a few years ago. He worked with clients such as Bentley Motors, Adidas and Swiss Foster Care. And after that, he founded his second agency, Dawn, in 2014. So we're going to hear from him. And one of the tips that he also shares with his clients when it comes to communication, which I found super interesting and is all about messaging and reframing, actually, how we present our ideas as well. Hey, everyone. I'm David O'Hearns. I'm the managing director of a digital brand agency called Dawn. So I've been doing this for over 25 years and my main advice to people is to make sure that you don't over communicate. Too many people are guilty of saying too many things 
And we need to strip our message back and think, what am I actually trying to say to my audience in this particular piece of communication and stick to your guns? As an example, if anyone remembers a game when you were younger, you'd put some cloth or a tea towel over 20 objects. The idea being that you have to remember 20 of them or as many as you could. And the whole point of the game is that it's actually difficult to remember 20 random objects when you've only seen them for a short period of time. If you play the game again and only put three objects down, clearly you'll remember all three of them and you'll probably remember all three of them for another week or even two weeks after. Now, if you take that concept into your communication and it clearly makes sense when you're trying to get a message across that you simplify it down to the point where you go, maybe I've got three things that I want to say as a maximum. And out of those three, what is the one takeaway that I want someone to have from this piece of communication? And just make sure that that is what you're delivering. Too many people get influenced by other people that they work with or people you know, higher up um, in the organization demanding that something else goes into your content. And I'd just let them understand the exact example I've just given and try and play that back to them so they actually understand that we live in a very busy world. We see four to 10,000 brands and advertisements a day. So for us to stand out, we need to hit the mark and be really, really simple in what we say. So stick to your guns, hold on to that one message, and make it as clear as possible. We are back, and I want to hear from you what caught your eye and why, and whether it was because Gilmore Girls were mentioned or not. 100% because Gilmore Girls were mentioned. So I'm going to read now. So... Some content creators are going viral thanks to ChatGBT. So there was this guy on TikTok, he's already racked up quite a humble following, massive following of like 300,000 people. And his old content was something about making sandwiches. It was just funny, funny, this has been making sandwiches. But now he's started a, a new thing where he used ChatGBT to create some nostalgia and create its own scene its own script for a conversation between Lorelai Gilmore and El Emily Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls and it had such great reviews especially from the cult following of the Gilmore Girls like people knew it wasn't perfect they had, but they were just happy to see some fresh content in that kind of style and he was very clear that this was made by ChatGBT and it generated like over a million views. It's where Emily Gilmore and Laura Gilmore talk about saving a seat at an event. And it was just so perfect. You know, what's super interesting when you when I saw that you kind of picked that, I was thinking we had a time of recording um, our AI panel, literally, yeah, two days ago. And it was really interesting when talking about it. And we tried and kind of scratched the surface of the implications of how we using AI, how, how open we want to be, you know, whether it's going to put people off. I made the comparison, which probably you remember as well, of influencers, not or creators, not wanting to put the spawn hashtag on their posts, just in case people will think there were ads mm. and obviously kind of like penalize their content in front of the audience. And that's what I'm interested in kind of seeing. I love the fact that it was very open. And like I said, literally, this is from ChatGPT. I came up with the idea, I fed it to him, and that's or that or faded to it. 
And that's what the little robot came up with. Um, it's really interesting, but I kind of wonder what the implications are when it comes into the ways that we use ChatGPT for our creative endeavors. And can we actually be more honest and authentic of how we use it? Or do you think it's still, it's going to put and puts people off if we see that? Oh, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a sliding scale of an answer. Um, for... For this kind of content, for something creative that has been made with the purpose of I, I used the robot to create something fun. Here you go. I think it would be nice. I think I think it would do well for, for, for my content. For example, I might say I'm doing an experiment where ChatGBT plans all my posts for the week ahead. But then I don't know if personally I would. Number one, I don't know if I'd notice if another creator was using ChatGPT. And so I might might just go under my radar that they are using it without noting it. And then if they did say, by the way, this was created by a robot, I might find it really disingenuine. But I think it kind of compares to 2010, 2012, when influencers were first starting to use, I think they had to use hashtag ad gifted and youtubers and everyone was doing that and in the beginning it was so taboo and so gross and no one got no engagement but now people are kind of warming up to and getting really used to seeing hashtag ad hashtag spawn and it doesn't necessarily damage engagement like it used to so I'm thinking maybe in time if this robot continues to grow and get cleverer then perhaps Number one, I think there's going to be a rule where you have to say it's written by a robot. I think that that's going to become a thing. Number two, I feel like it's either going to be taken in by society and we're all going to be okay with it. And that's just the way we communicate through robots now in the future. Or everyone's it's going to be a fad. Everyone's going to love it in the beginning and it's just going to die out slowly. And I find personally when I use ChatGBT or when I've tried using it for copy, it does take me double the time. So I, I give the idea to the robot, it splews out the information, I look at that copy and it takes me so much time to edit it and make it sound like me. And I'm like, oh, I could have just done that myself. It's not saving me any time. Everything comes out sounding so vanilla. I try, I told the robot to talk in the voice of Patsy from AbFab, Ab try and give it a bit of flavor. And it was like, oh, fine, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it yet. I'm not a fan of it yet. But going back to this topic is, will it harm your content to say this was written by a robot? It depends on the context. If you're doing it in, a, in jest and um, as an experiment, I don't think it will harm your content. I think people are really interested in what ChatGBT chat has to offer. But if you put out a piece of content that is intended to feel genuine, but then you precipice that with this was written by ChatGBT, personally, that I would feel it makes the content less genuine. That's super interesting. And I love the fact that you brought up a lot of the points that we actually talked about in the panel as well, uh, because especially when it comes to like the tone of voice, uh, we had a couple of a couple of our panelists actually were struggling as well. We kind of like hit the tone of voice. And it was really interesting to see also our students then that were in the panel trying to also kind of come up with some suggestions of how to help with that, but also 
the whole point of actually there's lots of ways already to know and to test actually if content has been written by a robot there are lots of checkers as well so if i have if i can master it in the master of editing i will find that uh, one of those snippets and i'll just put it right after this before we jump into our final piece of news just if you're a bit interested in some of the things that jess mentioned i'm gonna see if i can find one golden nugget from the conversation with tony jeremy and emma as well that we had they can definitely track whether your content is AI generated or not. That's the first thing. So if you're over the weekend sneakily, you know, just writing up dozens of articles using ChatGPT, thinking that you can just trick Google into believing that you're writing content yourself, newsflash, that's that's not going to happen. They're, they're smarter than you. They know that it, it's not you, the one writing them. So uh, step one is realizing that, yes, they can definitely track if your content is AI generated. In fact, there are... AI checkers that you can use online. Some of them are even free and they're pretty smart. I mean, they're really good. I've used them and they're perfectly capable of detecting whether your text um, was uh, generated by by AI. I'm, you know, the last time that I talked to Fab about this, I, I told her that, you know, there are rumors about, you know, whether Google is going to start penalizing websites that are just uh, outright spitting out AI generated content or not. But then the actions that they're also um making i mean these guys are also the first people to to be pushing ai themselves i mean you're seeing microsoft pushing bing ai and you know their own ai thingy google is going to start doing the same got me yeah, you've got everyone just pushing out ai themselves so does it even make sense for them to to start penalizing websites that are making use of their very own tech I, I guess it comes down to, you know, garbage in, garbage out. If you use it effectively, if you use it ethically and in a way that kind of what Jeremy was saying, that elevates users' experiences, then I guess you'll be fine. But I'm I'm kind of just, I'm confused. I don't really know what's going to happen. I don't even know that they, they know themselves. Apparently, Instagram is ready to make our job easier, not just with trends and obviously kind of curated content, but also the editor feature is getting a facelift. Yeah with a new kind of editing screen. There's like the Avengers coming together, but for editing. And this sounds really interesting because that was really what was giving TikTok like the or edge. So now Instagram is giving a bit of a run for our money. On top of that, last but not least, also analytics are getting a revamp. So if you're a nerd like myself, I see you. We're going to have total watch time and average watch time as well as part of the new insights that we can gather from our reels and our performance which to me is really exciting because it's about time that we can actually see where we're losing people, just like we would do on um, YouTube, which is one of the most important metrics on YouTube as well, is understanding that watch time. So I'm interested in seeing how much then, you know, later and Planoly and all these tools are going to be able to harness as much their kind of upper end of, you know, kind of trends and trend recommendations if Instagram is going to do it itself. I think for sake of ease, you might just as well go on the app. What are your thoughts? Well, <laughs> if we start with well, we already know things are going to get spicy. <laughs> I have a membership called the Content Club, and part of the perks is we send out weekly trends for Reels and for TikTok. Where my membership comes in, and this is what I'd recommend to anybody else, maybe even later, Planoly, if you're listening, <laughs> my, the trends I send out are very niche and they're just catered for small business owners if you are a, a, a creator let's say 
who has is not selling anything and you saw one of my reels trends you'll be like that won't work for me because what we send out is a script and exactly what to do and how you can make it work for your small business for your niche and how you can cater that back to your sales i think i don't see a way that instagram currently can do that unless they segment segment their audiences which i think i don't know if they could do that or not maybe by the categories we sign up by they might be able to send us special reels trends for you but i don't think it's going to be as in depth as something that like what i'm doing for small business owners so a way that if yes instagram is coming for these big schedulers that offer the incredible analytics you know but i think it's all good i think it's great i think it's only adding to the users benefit and i'm really happy they're going down this path um but that's my my take on it what could be interesting is maybe flipping it again it could be interesting for other um marketers or consultants or kind of marketing people that actually want to uh use you know tailored recommendations on for trends every so often in their content if that's relevant to them especially if they're social media marketers so that could be another thing so if you want to look just for generic trends to make your own or to support your audience with you can now do it directly within the app that that will be my take so maybe they will even save you a bit of time potentially just for people to see kind of what's coming up and maybe something that is creative so that's kind of maybe where it can be beneficial and then the business owners or the creators can go to the right people that can tell them this is for you and this is how we can help you so that can actually be a great way to look at it um what to be honest the thing that excited me more even if i do like to see a trend is kind of it's kind of like sometimes it makes me laugh because then if i jump on it but i like to be able to kind of see especially if you're doing voiceovers or talking heads kind of understand how can you improve that content because it's such an important content and it's kind of good to see whether you're hitting the mark or not so that's going to be interesting and kind of actually seeing some patterns there just because again i like data i'm weird so that's kind of where i sit glad you do babe i'm glad you do we need more people like you in the world <laughs> <laughs> just to be like do it for me please i don't want to look at it yeah i know it's it's a vibe it's it's a vibe like our students as well bless them when we so obviously just was teaching in this cohort and they were lovely if I say so myself obviously I'm biased oh but. my god dreamy honestly you brought in such a gorgeous bunch of humans and they were all so happy and I could tell they were getting so much out of the program and the cohort so well done you thank you babes and I just love the fact that one of my small wins was like yay now I actually don't despise creating systems I was like whoa my job is done <laughs> okay cool you know it's one of those things so I, I understand it's not for everyone, but I genuinely feel that if you do like data, if you do want to invest in kind of like improving some of the content, there are some exciting things coming for you. So I'm excited. <laughs> so remind us again then where people can talk with you more about Gilmore Girls or potentially hear more about <laughs> the content club or Sims. As a reminder, this is, this is also our Sims safe zone. Where should they go? <laughs> Come and find me on Instagram. It's my full birth name, Jessica.sophia.bruno. You can find everything there. You could check out my new links because <laughs> I've updated my links um, and you can just come chat with me about anything. Thank you so much, team, again. We really hope you enjoyed this. As always, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime, class dismissed. Music